TCL.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Minnesota sports fans, we want to hear from you. Your comments, questions, thoughts? Tweet us at Score North. Call us at 651-646-8255. This is Ventline on Score North. Hey guys, I was just wondering what your thoughts would, were on possibly trading Delvin Cook. Uh, I think we should do it and get whatever we can for him because if you look at the history of Kubiak's offense and uh, Shanahan offense, you don't need a top running back. Look at um, Terrell Davis, look at Arian Foster on drafted running backs. Uh, I mean, you could even trade for or pick up a Devontae Freeman. Come on, guys. Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback in the league. You guys are freaking crazy if you don't like him. I get it. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's still one of the best in the league. You can't be mad at them for giving him the extension. And welcome into the Monday edition of Ventline. Very much a Vikings Ventline today. First week of free agency is done. I realize that these are very, very odd times. Most of you are probably at home. And if you are listening either on AM 1500 or the Score North mobile app via Apple or Android or watching us or listening to us on Twitch, we appreciate that. Uh, we'll be on until noon. And as always, try and uh, try and get your mind off what's going on in the real world, not because we don't acknowledge it, but because uh, simply at this time, there's plenty of places to go for that. And so uh, sports more, more than ever, at least what we have for sports, which last week was National Football League free agency, uh, can serve as a, a diversion. I'm Judd Zolgad. Declan Goff is always producing 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. Uh, plenty to get to, including our question of the day, which I put out on Twitter, which is already uh, at Jay Zolgad, getting immediate response from people very upset, which is good to see. I like to see that. Football, sports, uh, sports anger is not a bad thing these days to get our mind off what uh, is really going on. The question on Twitter, in fact, let me go to my uh, let me go to my Twitter page here to read it exactly because I've got it written down in my notes as well here, but I phrased it a little bit differently. The question for Ventline today are you okay with the fact the Vikings are likely? The key word here, I think people are skipping over this word, likely. So I'm not saying for sure. Are likely to take a step back and miss the playoffs, likely in 2020. Yes, I'm okay with it. No, what are they doing are the two responses that you can give right now. Um, almost 200 votes in, 50.3% saying no, what are they doing. Leads by a narrow margin, 49.7% of you uh, saying yes, I'm okay with with it. I've actually broken down uh, these moves quite a bit this morning. And I think you're going to be surprised where I land on the majority of moves that the Vikings have, or more importantly, I guess, did not make. 651-646-8255. Vetline is the show. And let's go right to the phone lines, though, before we get to any more discussion about the roster construction. And let's go to Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey, Judd. Um, so you should have added a um, a third, a third option with uh, yes, but as long as they are making the right moves. That's yeah, that's I'll a good one. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, you should add a third option in there. But but as, as terms of me, I'm okay with it as long as the right moves are being made. Now, if, they, if they're deciding that they're going to trade up and maybe draft a quarterback, mm-hmm. then I'm perfect. I want, if they do that in the draft, I could care less, to be honest, what happens in 2020 with the team. Now, I personally don't think they're going to make miss the playoffs because an extra team can now make the playoffs, and they might be that extra team that gets into the playoffs. But it's 
I'm fine with it as long as they are making the right moves. And if they trade up to draft the quarterback, that's telling me that they're, they're, 2020 is going to be a wash. We don't really care what happens. We just we're focused on 2021 and beyond. So, so, be, so Ben, personally, Ben, yeah. What is so if they don't? Because I don't think they're going to. If they don't trade up and take a quarterback, but let's say they trade up and take a left tackle or a, a you know, one of these top two, which is going to be hard to get receivers. What in your mind is like the next move that you would still be satisfied with or consider the right move for the future? Um, they would have. I don't think they would have to re-sign Dalvin Cook at the right price. If they don't re-sign Dalvin Cook, I'm fine with it, but don't overpay the running back. Um, again, there's still some overhauls that kind of need to be done, but I just think that, to me, if you're going to signal a shift in the right direction, right. you have to get a new quarterback. And, and you know, as far as the head coach, we should have heard a contract extension by now. I'm wondering if they really think Mike Zimmer is going to be around to – in beyond 2020 season because nothing has shown me that he is. You know, Ben, Ben, that whole thing uh, to me, not just with Mike, but with Rick as well, is very odd because you would have thought that at least going into the uh, free agent period, that there would have been an announcement of some sort of extension for both just to provide security there. So if I am a, a player potentially talking to the Vikings, and keep in mind too, the Vikings don't have the ability, didn't and don't, have the ability to outbid teams. So if I'm going to come play for you, I'd like to know how long is the GM going to be here? How long is the coach? Unless you could financially just say, here is $3 million more than most teams can give, or two, or one, but yeah. they can't. So yeah. I'm with you. Just as a starting point, I have found this since the season came to an end, and I've talked to people saying they're not uh, sure the contract extensions are going to get done for either. They said they wouldn't be absolutely shocked if they did, but they can't assure it's going to happen. I actually think that that is the most intriguing thing to me is, are Spielman and Zimmer doing this for 2020 and beyond because they know something? Or are they lame ducks, which is odd, but might explain trying to bring cousins back? I don't know. It's just the fact that those guys yeah. don't have security to me makes this a really, really weird gray area for the Vikings to be in. Well, I also think that the Wills are looking at some situation like a Marvin Lewis situation in Cincinnati, and they're probably thinking to themselves, well, we don't want to end up like that situation for years and years and not have success. So right. I'm wondering if they're trying to judge both of them on this 2020 year, which is probably where all the confusion is coming in. Thanks, Ben. Great call. Yep. 651-646-8255. Vetline is the show. As I said, we are on until noon. It's Zolgad. It's Declan. Um, Score North Live. Rami Makla, Phil Mackey, and Declan coming up at noon. All right. So... I put out a tweet yesterday about Rick Spielman's first-round drafts, which really, in fairness, probably date back to 2011 with Ponder. Before that, Rick was combined and didn't have the GM title with Brad Childress, who had final say of the 53. And I put out a tweet basically just analyzing, without a lot of editorial comment, about Spielman's best and worst picks. And I got an immediate response saying, you got to be kidding. You're so negative about it. I said, no. I said, he's had some great picks. He's had some bad. Harrison Smith in the first round in what, two, uh, 2012, because he traded back in the same year that they got Matt Khalil, who was an absolute bust. Now, in retrospect, Harrison Smith was a great pick. So I said, no, I'm not being negative. These are just Rick Spielman's picks. And, uh, of course, 
people still think, well, you like to bash the Vikings. And then I just, uh, as I said before, at the outset of this show, Declan put out the uh, Twitter poll on my Twitter account at Jay Zolgad about what direction you are comfortable with the Vikings going because right now it looks like they are likely, as far as we could tell from trying to put the pieces together, doing things that certainly appear more geared towards 2021 than 2020. And, of course, I immediately got back the response. Typical Zolgad, you are Mr. Negative. So you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do, Judd? I'm going to go through. I'm going Because there has been a lot of response so far uh, to the moves the Vikings have made or not made since free agency, the legal tampering period opened a week ago today. And then on Wednesday, guys started to sign. And there's been a lot of guys the Vikings have lost. And I think people are very confused. People are saying, well, how could you lose all these guys? I would say... The only move that truly surprises me that the Vikings have made since last week came a week ago today, and that's the Cousins extension. That's the one that surprises me. And I understand that there's a very good chance it's a two-year extension, which goes for three more years because he was going to, in 2020, be going into the last year of that uh, initial three-year $84 million contract that Kirk Cousins signed. That being said, I understand that the Vikings could probably get out of the last year of that contract, but I really thought that this team would start to try to address the future at quarterback because it appears they're doing a very nice job right now, whether we like it or not, and I sure do, of looking towards the future, of allowing guys, certain guys to leave, of retaining some guys, but this is very much in some ways a reset on a lot of that roster that we thought 2017 going into 18 was prime for a Super Bowl run, right? So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to run through since last Wednesday the guys that the Vikings have lost, and I've categorized them into basically five categories here. Major loss to the team, tough loss, necessary loss, absolutely necessary divorce of a player, and then a curious cut. Because, and I'm not even, and the curious cut doesn't upset me one bit. It's just curious. All right. Alphabetical order of guys who have left the Vikings since last week. Because I think we're all saying, what's going on here? What are they doing? Mackenzie Alexander got a one year, $4 million deal from the Bengals. He's 26. I think he wanted to leave. I would have personally liked to have seen him back, especially at that price. My guess is the Vikings would have been more than happy to match that. They did not. I will put that in the category of tough loss. That's one that you didn't like. And the first two here are are losses that you didn't like. But after that, I'm going to change my tune in a pretty big way. Second player. We could go Monday, Monday night after Kirk Cousins had signed that contract or had agreed to the contract extension. And Kirk Cousins probably agreed to that contract extension thinking, I got two really good receivers and Thielen and Diggs to throw to. Or perhaps he didn't. Monday night, Stefan Diggs and a 2027th round pick were sent to Buffalo for first, fifth, and sixth round picks in 2020 and a fourth round choice from the Bills in 2021. Stefan Diggs is 26. He is a top 10, I would argue maybe top five, but I don't think it's a debate. He is a top 10 receiver in the National Football League. The Vikings got a great haul. Depending on what the Vikings think of themselves, this trade might work out absolutely fine. Nonetheless, in terms of immediately, it is a major loss. And that is my one major loss. But again, in Alexander's case, I think he said, I'm a free agent, see ya. 
Didn't really enjoy it here. Was forced to play in a meaningless Week 17 game uh, at the end of last season. Got hurt. Had surgery. I'm done. Stefan Diggs forced his way out. So a tough loss and a major loss in Alexander and Diggs. But in both cases, guys who either had no interest in being here and in Alexander's case controlled that fate or in Diggs's case said... Trade me or I will make your life miserable. I'll continue on that list in a second. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Michael, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, the, the exodus of all the players is really concerning to me, especially since uh, we have two brand-new facilities, which they thought would attract free agents mm-hmm. and key players here. And it shows me how do the players really feel about Zimmer. Um, I like Zimmer personally. I think he's a good coach. But the amount of players that have just left after having what I feel are, like I said, the two best facilities and, and a great coach and a GM, but players are showing otherwise. Um, in saying that, I do feel we're kind of in the same position the Packers were with their defense two years ago where they overhauled their whole secondary, and it's looking pretty good right now. Yep. And they got a couple of free agents now that uh, that came on and really helped with their pass rush. And I I feel like we aren't going to take a huge step back if we can fill that secondary because I don't know how big of a drop-off Hughes and um, Hill will be compared to Waynes and Rhodes. They might draft one, too, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. And and I kind of think if we can get, um, I forget that that corner from uh, the Broncos, uh, Robles, um, I can't think of his name, but if they can get him to fill in the slot for us, then I I think we can really fill in some holes, and we may not take that big of a a drop-off at all this year. Mm -hmm. We may not make the playoffs, but we may only be down a a win or two over last year. So, yeah. yeah, and saying that, I think we, we have a big upside yet after this draft is done. Plus, with all the comps, their picks are coming in 2021 after all these players left. Yep, and Buffalo's pretty good. And and the thing is, the Diggs trade hurts right now. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. But that Diggs right. trade, you got a ton back. That's a great trade. Absolutely. As, as far as if you use those picks right, that's a great haul for a player that the rest of this league knew, right? Won it out. He, was, he mm-hmm. made it crystal clear. For Spielman to take that guy to market and get that much back is a really, really nice uh, compensation return there. So, thanks, Michael. Absolutely. You bet. 651-646-8255. I'll get back to my list in one second. But before I do, we got to get this guy. Reckless Speculation. The king of reckless speculation. Richard, how are you today? What's up, man? Good afternoon. You doing okay? Good morning to you guys, but for me, it's afternoon. (laughs) Um, I just want to say, look, I think I know why that a lot of these players have left. It's because we're going back to the Bears game, right, last year. Yeah. Now, the secondary defense, second second string defense, held up the Bears pretty damn good. And the Vikings were probably saying to themselves, why the hell are we paying all these old guys <laughs> all this ton of money? Yeah. And these young guys are doing the same thing. Now, yep. going back to what Zimmer said, we, we, the guys that they redshirted, it's a young man's game. Besides the Stephon Diggs trade and the and the Kirk Cousins extension, that's my only logical explanation. Why spend all these money on these veterans when they when the second string just can produce just as good as them? Richard, I love how you think, and in fact, I'm I'm going to continue down the rest of my list here, and I think. You're going to find that we are in lockstep here. That this is, that there is a strategy here. Now, again, I'm with Richard, Dex. I will say this. 
The Cousins thing confuses me. Yeah. I don't like the Cousins thing. I agree. And the Diggs trade is too bad, but for, uh, yeah. but for the but but the, the this prevailing theory from some is well, just hold on to him and make him. You don't understand what that does. People look. Analytics and stats are incredibly important. And I understand that those things can measure a lot of things. And I understand that stopwatches are important. And I understand all of that. And they are. But the one thing that unless you're around sports, it's hard it's hard to see. And, and fantasy sports has made this worse. Is the reality of a locker room. And how much these guys are together. And if a guy like Stefan Diggs is truly not happy, he can... and. This isn't an office. So if I'm disgruntled employee B and you're and Declan is good worker A. Sounds right. And I try and I try and poison you. Yes. You can pretty much you might not like me and you might hate it, but you can tune me out. We can sit at different cubicles. You can avoid me. You don't have to deal with me. I'm not saying that a toxic atmosphere in a workplace is a good thing. What I'm saying is ordinarily day to day, I think there are probably ways around that. And, and our experiences in life are to translate what we see elsewhere in life and apply them to things that we like, such as sports. But I've seen locker rooms go bad, and once the snowball starts to roll, unless you have a dominant personality to stop it, good luck. And Stefan Diggs is a really, really influential and good player. And if Stefan Diggs made it very clear, I don't like what you're doing, I don't like you, and I am willing to do whatever it takes to get out, I side with Rick Spielman. You got to move him. And I know we could talk about punishing him. We could talk about whatever. We could talk about getting his money back. But when you could take a player that the world knows and the NFL world knew was disgruntled and turn him into a first, a fifth, a sixth round pick in this upcoming draft and a fourth round choice in 2021, bravo. Because Stefan Diggs was prepared to make the Vikings' lives, and he probably had started as miserable as possible. And in a work environment that includes, keep in mind, these guys are together almost every day of the season. They're in training camp together. They're practicing. They're in the same room. If you don't think that a key player like Diggs can have a negative influence on his teammates and team, I can tell you right now, he absolutely can. 651-646-8255. Let's go to our buddy, John. How'd the drive go, John? Back home? Um, you know it. We are we are home. Uh, the animal is very pleased to have a yard. Oh, um, I bet the um, animal loves being out of Manhattan. Oh yeah, we're about to we're about to quarantine so hard. Uh, she's oh she's ready. Um, yeah, it's all good. I good. Uh, I will say that um, my response to your Twitter poll about how do I feel is it's expected. I expect this from a cousin. Yeah, I expect nothing more, nothing less than missing the playoffs and being disappointed. You know me; I'm always perpetually disappointed. Yeah, but do you like? But do you like what they are doing overall? Because I'm with you. The cousins thing, I don't get. All right, so I side yep. with you completely, and and I like cousins more than you like cousins. But the extension does confuse me a bit. But overall, right. I think do you like the direction? I think everybody likes Cousins more than I do. Sure. That's probably easy. But yeah, that's a good blanket big, statement. Big picture. Do I like the direction? Big picture. How do you think? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I'm as confused as anybody. Uh, I just, I have to assume, I mean, like you posted about, you know, 
Spielman has some hits in the draft, and Zimmer has made some good players. I yep. mean, look at a guy like Kendricks. Look at Daniil Hunter mm-hmm. as a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. They they can scout and they can develop. So I think that this draft with 12 picks, I'm hey, kind of excited. You know, you could you could you could you could get me excited on a on a day where the sun's out. Today, a cloudy day like this. No, you know, first day in quarantine. I'm going with. Uh, you know, this this doesn't bode well for uh, the next few seasons. Probably, you know, uh, the uh, the you know the pops uh, Pat had said that the the extension of Cousins mm-hmm. essentially extended Cousins as a member of the Vikings longer than Spielman or Zimmer will be the coach and GM. He thinks Cousins will outlive yeah. the the tenure of Zimmer and Spielman. It could happen. And so that's like. It could, and that's, I think, where we're at in terms of, you know, what they're doing right now. I think they are. They're just grasping at straws. Thank you, John. Yep, talk to you tomorrow. Stay safe. They are in some ways, but I'm not positive that they are in all ways. So I I started off. Guys that the Vikings have lost uh, since the new league year opened include Mackenzie Alexander, who our guy Doogie informs me also – that the Vikings didn't get up to the $4 million threshold because he got a one-year $4 million deal from the Bengals. Doogie saying that the Vikings didn't get up that high, according to his sources. I personally, on a one-year deal, would have, but they didn't. I think that's a tough loss. Stefan Diggs, I think, is a major loss. There's no question. It's a good trade, but it's still a special. Well, I mean, this is a guy who is 26. He's a top 10 receiver, and he's going to be one for a while. So that is a major loss. The next guy, just going through this in alphabetical order, Everson Griffin. He announced, I think after we got done with Ventline on Friday, that he won't be returning uh, to the Vikings. It sounds like his agent came out and put out a statement essentially saying that the Vikings weren't willing to get to the price that Griffin thinks he's worth, and therefore there's no team, there's no agreement in place yet. But Griffin is starting to look or has started to look elsewhere and turn the page on being a Viking. This is the first one that I will call an absolutely positively necessary loss. All right. This is a Griffin is 32. He has played 10 years in this league. He had eight sacks in 15 games last year. That's a very good year. But this is the right move. This is a league where loyalty gets you nothing and moving on, unless it's a quarterback, early, if possible, is the smartest thing that you can do. Griffin was a nice player, but I will repeat his age, 32, not a young man, and I will repeat his experience, all as a Viking, 10 seasons. That's enough. This is, he is the poster child for the guy, for the type of guy that a very successful coach for a long, long time, Bill Belichick calls in and says, I love you and you're done here. So I will defend the Vikings tooth and nail on Everson Griffin. It's a necessary loss. It is a good loss. It was time to move on. Is it going to hurt the Vikings next year? It might. But you know what? If they had signed him to another three-year contract or he had been a a significant salary cap hit, that makes no sense. Necessary loss. And even when you look at someone like Everson, who's up there in age, you understand that a guy who even is coming off a nice bounce-back season, you can't commit to that long-term. You really can't shell out the dough. To bring him back long term, and this is the one sport where I absolutely think that if you if you even so much as think it's time, it's time. And a guy like Trey Wayne's getting that much money. I mean, 
they are taking a gigantic risk in yeah. Trey Wayne's the money they gave him. Yep. You know, Mackenzie Alexander, we can split hairs and we can talk about that and, and what was offered and what wasn't offered. But Trey Wayne's, you couldn't give him that contract. Everson Griffin, you can't commit because of his age. Yes, they're losses and they have to be addressed, but I understand why they're gone. Next guy. Next guy on my list. Same exact thing that Dex just said. Linval Joseph was released a week ago Friday now to create cap room. Signed a two-year, $17 million deal with the Chargers late last week. Linval Joseph, defensive tackle, was fantastic in his prime. He was great. He was a great signing. The Vikings did a good job there. But he's 31. And we've seen this guy now, and he is no longer in his prime. This is another one. Get out. People liked him, I think. He's a really good player. He was still a quality player. But if you have an inkling, if you have an inkling of the fact that he is declining, which we all saw, and I'm going to get to a guy after the break who they didn't pull the ripcord on quick enough, and I think we all know who that is. Michael Pierce, 27, three-year deal that the Vikings gave him last week. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at nine mil per year, which is not cheap. But Michael Pierce is 27. He's potentially developing. He's a run stuffer. Is he as good as Linval Joseph was in Linval Joseph's prime? Absolutely not. But this is another guy in Joseph and Griffin where I think people are like, oh, man, but those players are good. I really like them. Yes, they were good. But the Vikings for a long time now, and this has been sort of a Zim thing to me, have been overly loyal. And, and in my personal experience, going back to 2009 Vikings to 2010, I will always reference the fact that we all thought, they're going to run this whole thing back? They just went to the NFC title game, and they should have beaten the Saints. They're going to run it back, and it's going to be great. What happened? Blew up completely. Why? Running things back in this league, unless you are running it back with what you perceive to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but running rosters back, enormous mistake. So, yes, I am siding with Spielman and Zimmer. Griffin gone, good move. Joseph gone, good move. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. Good moves, bad moves. We continue down the list of guys that the Vikings... A quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Ventline. It's obviously crazy times right now, but one thing you can do is get out and ride. And what and the weather seems to be telling us it's time to get you and your motorcycle ready for this year's riding season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer, retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, cruiser, sports bike, dirt bike, or any type of motorcycle, they have what you need. Over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in stock selection, but also guaranteed best prices, fast same day shipping, and a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. Order by 8 p.m. and get it tomorrow. $89 orders ship for free, and they pay return shipping on helmets and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. This is Ventline on Score North. The Score North app and video streaming on Score North Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. 
Score North download. Declan Goff with Judd Zolgad hanging out right now on Ventline. Score North Live coming up with Rami Makloff and Phil Mackey in the noon hour. Matthew Collar will join for the 1 p.m. hour. Score North and many other local advertising partners remain open for business. And you can hear them hear from them daily right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North app. We are all in this together. Hear how you can support our local community by visiting scorenorth.com. Keyword open. Also at scorenorth.com and the mobile app. Matthew Collar has five splash moves the Vikings can still make in free agency. He has a lot of reckless ones out there, Judd Zolgad. I like a lot of them. Go check it out. There's five of them at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. That's been your Score North download. Thank you, Declan Goff. It's uh, Zolgad and Declan until noon. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Ventline is the show if you'd like to vent about anything. Unfortunately, sports-wise, little is going on. Uh, you could certainly check in with us right now. We are uh, discussing the Vikings and free agency to date. The first wave, the exciting stuff that uh, took place last week is over. Um, but uh, what I'm doing is going through the players the Vikings have lost because I think there's some panic about this. And uh, in some cases, I think that Rick Spielman made the exact right move. And if Zim was on board with the moves, good for him. Uh, I classified Mackenzie Alexander, the cornerback, as a tough loss. Stefan Diggs, of course, a major loss. Now, the return for Diggs, don't get me wrong, was uh, encouraging and really good, but that's still a huge loss. Um, I've got very positive as far as what the Vikings are doing, and I think a lot of people don't like this one. Everson Griffin, who voided his contract, I think thought he would be back. Uh, he put on social media on Friday that he won't be back, that he is done here. And his agent, in fact, said that the, the Vikings did not make an offer that they could accept. And so he is looking elsewhere. I deemed Everson Griffin and Linval Joseph to be what I'm calling necessary losses. 651-646-8255. What's going on, Bob? Hey, what's up? Not much. I have a, uh, a point to make. Of course. In the last three drafts, Nine out of ten of the first-round picks offensive linemen have played significant playing time. In fact, almost the majority of their careers have been, you know, they've started from from day one Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten. The only one who hasn't played significant time who was a first-round offensive lineman pick was Jonah Williams, who injured his shoulder. Okay. Every single one of them. In fact, in 2018, Quentin Nelson, McClinchy, Miller, Ragnall, Bill Price, they all started and they almost played. They almost all played every game. My point is this. If we pick two offensive linemen in the first round, yes, we have the odds are that the percentages are in our favor in that those linemen – will be young, healthy, and will probably start mm-hmm. on an average all existing offensive line that we already have now to protect a quarterback who needs extra protection this year. And the likelihood of those offensive linemen, if we do pick them this year, will get better next year, and we're going to have Cousins. Yep. We'll probably have them for three years. So why not pick two offensive linemen in the first round and play the percentages. In fact, Bob, here's my question. What would you think of this? Taking one of your first-round picks and and perhaps a couple of your other picks so you don't give up both your first-rounders and trying to get up in the top 10 and taking a left tackle who is a top 10 pick. What would you think about that? I'm all in 100%. I love it. 
Because Let's do it. Because Bob, we have the extra picks. It's it's. I got it's, you. I'm with you, Bob. Totally with Let's you. Use it. Twelve picks. And Bob, the thing is, and and this guy started out year one of 2012. He was fantastic, and fell off the cliff because of injuries, and I'm sure other things as well. But you know, Matt Khalil. As the fourth pick in the 2012 draft, Bob, was supposed to be a guy that you plugged in and didn't worry about for eight to ten years. That's a sneaky one to me of of how how important in a bad way it's been that Matt Khalil didn't pan out. Because that is the type of guy who you think year one he's great and he's going to be great for, let's say, eight more years, right? Yeah, right. And and when he didn't work out, it sort of to me sent the entire offensive line into a flux from which they have not returned. So I would oh, love yeah. to see I would love to see them get another take another shot at a top 10 left tackle and you know gamble that this time we are talking about a 7 8 9 10 year guy and then that position's off the table. You don't have to worry about it continually. Yes, that guy's going to get paid, but guess what? If he's good if he's good enough, you have no problem, I don't think, paying a left tackle. I agree. Thanks, Bob. Great stuff. 651-646-8255. VetLine is the show. And Al, you are next up. What's going on, Al? How are you today? I'm doing good. Um, I really like, uh, first and foremost, I got two things. I really like what the Vikings did with the Stephon Diggs trade. I think it gives them um, a lot of options. Uh, personally, I would draft the offensive lineman with one of those first-round picks if, if the value is there. Mm-hmm. And then take a shot with like a guy like Jordan Love late in the first round if he's still available, and then have him sit behind Cousins, try to develop him. Um, I think that'd be the best way to go it, because I think the Vikings just drafting corners in the first round. I mean, besides Xavier Rhodes, it hasn't really panned out. I mean, Mike Hughes, I guess the question We don't know yet on Mike Hughes, yeah. Exactly, and and I just think they always, you know, when they draft first round, uh, when they draft cornerbacks in the first round, they're kind of just drafting for need versus value. So I think that's the way I would approach it. And then my last thing is, what do you think about them moving Hitman? I mean, if they've already gotten rid of Everson, <laughs> Linville, I mean, why not move Hitman? I mean, he's starting to get up there in age. I think if, you, if you're going to move everybody, I mean, the old guys, then I think you move him. You've already um, franchise take Harris. And yep. I, I think that'd be the best way to approach this thing. Al, I don't think Zim could could uh, get himself. I think Zim's gone a long way now, seeing Linval and Everson and Xavier and Waynes leave. I don't think that Mike Zimmer, potentially going into his last year as coach of the Minnesota Vikings, is going to be able to bring himself to part ways with a guy that I think he sees as the most important piece of the puzzle to his defense. Yeah, That's my that, guess. Yeah, but then why do you franchise Harris? I mean, you're literally spending a lot of money for your for your uh, for your safeties. I think I think they're trying to trade him, Al. Okay, I think Harris. Yeah, go go ahead. If you can't find a trade partner for Harris, let's say, and you have to keep him, then would you you know contemplate on maybe moving him for even a second, third round pick? I think by this time, I think you could potentially get a third or second round pick for Harris. For Harris. Thanks, Al. Uh, I think that. Harris gets moved pre-draft. Because here, here's the thing. They could have let Harris walk, and he clearly would have been signed by now if they hadn't elected Declan to franchise him last week. But if they did that, they would have got a compensatory pick in 2021. I think they're trying to, and this is not dumb, I think they're trying to accumulate as many picks as possible for this year's draft. Yeah. And and it sounds like they, like they talked to Cleveland, 
and asked for Anthony Harris in return a second-round pick. And Cleveland, I'm not surprised, balked. My guess is they try and push this as long as possible, and then if they have to take a third-round pick. But this all goes to my theory of I do believe that Spielman has so many uh, picks, it's 12 right now in the 2020 draft, that he's going to make trades here and trade up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he decides to do it. I, I still would have... Um, you're right that... Trading Harrison Smith at this point with everyone that Zimmer has lost on that defense, I mean, that would be a gut blow. If that wouldn't be the writing on the wall that Zim will let you ride this out, but we are, we're tearing it down, man. I'm sorry, we're tearing it down, but you could get the haul for Harrison Smith. You could get a similar haul you got for Diggs. Would you do it? I think I would. I think I would do it. I don't think you, I don't know because of, of Smith's age, I don't know that you would get the haul that you got for Diggs. I think you'd get. A nice return. I think you could get a first round pick. Maybe not as I know. I know there was more draft picks involved in that dig trade, but I think you could get a first for him. But this, but this also brings up the problem too. Well, first of all, Diggs forced the trade. Smith wouldn't be. But this brings up the point too that we discussed a lot last week, which is what's the direction here? Because you didn't bring back Cousins to try and lose as much as possible. So when Cousins comes back, that's a clear sign. That you're still invested in 2020, and a lot of the moves made around him then suggest that you're more invested in 2021. I just don't think this franchise, and I don't think in particular the head coach, could allow himself. That's the one guy I think he would throw himself in front of that train and say, you can't do this to me. Because Harrison Smith is the most important piece of the puzzle there. Where he lines up confuses teams. Yeah, He's a brilliant player. He's a great player. And he's essentially a coach on the field. But if I could get a first-round pick for him, would I consider it? Absolutely, I would. 100%. You'd be crazy not to. Uh, Back to Al's points. Let's go to Jordan Love. I think it's pretty crystal clear at this point that the Vikings are not going to take a quarterback high this year. I would personally, but I also wouldn't have extended Kirk Cousins. So I think what we've gotten to now is that the Vikings... I don't know that the Vikings entirely trust themselves enough at this point to take a quarterback high. I think they're a little bit gun-shy. Teddy got hurt. Christian Ponder was a complete bust. I honestly, folks, think they look at Kirk Cousins and say, he's pretty good, and they're not wrong. But the question always comes back to the question that we ask is, is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? And my answer to that is no. Second point that Al broached, cornerbacks in the first round. And I understand that we're tired of Mike getting Mike's way when it comes to the draft and things, and up until now, keeping players. But I urge you to just go back to the Childress, Leslie Frazier years, where they tried to get cute with cornerbacks. And I've got names for you. Benny the Sap. Well, no, but at least he was a veteran slot guy. I'm talking (laughs) Marcus McCauley, third-round pick. Josh Robinson, third-round pick, Chris I believe. Cook. Chris Cook, second-round pick, awful. Asher Allen, third-round oh, pick. So I've always contended there are certain positions that are first-round positions, and I'm not, I'm not even talking players. I'm talking positions. And there are certain positions that aren't. Running backs, wide receivers, unless those guys are going to be dominant, I can find them outside of the first round. It doesn't mean, to clarify, It doesn't mean that I don't think they're important. I do think they're important. But when it comes to first-round players, cornerbacks, quarterbacks, left tackles, positions like that, 
are first-round picks. And I know someone's going to come back and tweet me about Richard Sherman. I get it. You get lucky sometimes. Stefan Diggs shouldn't have been a fifth-round pick. He should have been, well, a first-round pick now, but he should have been a second- or third-round pick, okay? So I get it. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But no matter what we think about Zim's corners, if you get cute with corners too often, we've seen it before. They're bad. Hi, Kyle. You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hanging in there. How about you? I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> it's all uh, we can do. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's all you can do. Um, so my thought is, you know, you, you would trade Harris for picks. Um, then you could trade Reef. I don't care how you do it. Just get rid of the guy because, I mean, he is he is horrible. Who's that? Um, uh, Riley Reef. Oh, Reef. Yeah, you don't. I don't know that you can trade him. I, I keep seeing that. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of teams uh, uh, champing at the bit to get Riley Reef. Right, because he's not he, he's not that good. Um, but if you were to somehow even get you know even a six round draft pick for him or something, yep. I mean, you could free up you know eight. Eight million, then you're going to free up 12, 12 million for Harris. I hear you. So you could sign, you know, Jason Peters, and probably, you know, get. I would call Josh Klein back and sign him. I think they're trying to get him back cheaper. I, I would, I would hope so because I mean he was our second best offensive lineman last year. Um, you know, then I would number twenty two. I would also sign another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 25th, I would sign a quarter. I would draft a quarterback. Uh, second round, I'd be drafting a safety. Then, uh, if you somehow can trade like a fourth or fifth round for Brandon Cooks, yep. Then I would definitely do that. Then draft a wide receiver in third round. Hey Kyle, I will be very surprised if this team uses one of its two existing first round picks to take a quarterback. Though, I just don't see it. I don't think they're. It doesn't mean I. They might draft one late. But I don't think that they are going to be because I think that a lot of us are on the same um, wavelength of find Cousins replacement. But when you right. sign, but when you sign Kirk to a contract that takes him three more years, to me, you're trying to right or wrong buy yourself time not to do that. So the one thing that's really going to surprise me is if they take a first round uh, QB, which I would applaud, I'd be shocked by or very yeah. surprised. Yeah. Or even like even just a, a cornerback, you know. Yep. You know, if they could draft a cornerback, would be a good move for them. Thank you, sir. Six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five. Final segment: event line six five one six four six eight two five five. Talking plenty of Vikings today with free agency still going on. Sort of the second wave, not nearly as sexy as last week. Uh, the question I put out today. Uh, Declan Goff on Twitter was very simple. At my uh, at my Twitter handle is at Jay Zolgad. Are you okay with the fact the Vikings are likely likely to take a step back and miss the playoffs in, uh, in uh, 2020? Um, 355 votes so far. 52.1% saying no. What are they doing? 47.9% saying yes. I'm okay with it. But more importantly, Declan, I believe. Oh boy! In this uh, in this time of 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 global issues <laughs> is the fact that uh, and god bless them a lot of people had the time to also weigh in personally on what they thought of that question why don't you read some of those responses oh man john this is not a popular opinion i got you. i got okay. my uh, vest on so go this ahead. this is from uh, david simmons what are you talking about 
The Vikings are still projected to win nine and a half games this year. We are getting younger and better. You and your cronies at Score North are so negative. I like cronies. Cronies, I, I kind of like that. Cronies I never heard like, that. Cronies? Oh, it's an old school word. Oh, okay. It's a great word. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Tom Gleason says, absolutely not. Their window is closing to win a championship, so now is the time to go all in. They have a QB with great weapons, and their defense will be fine with some additions from the draft. Have faith in Spielman and Zimmer. That's very, that's even keel. That's very fair. That's even keeled. That's, that's a little not, more optimistic. That's not angry. Uh, here's another one. I know this one's not necessarily negative, but it's from Ron Rubin. It's fine to retool, but they're doing nothing but subtraction. Maybe the subtraction should also include Spielman and Zimmer. Time for a new voice in the locker room. Well, that, okay, that goes back to a relevant question, but one we don't know the answer to, which is are some of these guys leaving because of Mike. But to go back to the list I started, some of these guys, I think, are being allowed to leave because it just makes sense. So, in Mike's defense, I think we're all a little bit too quick to say, everybody wants out. No, as Declan said. In fact, I'll find this one. I got one more for you. Yep. Is it from Adam West? Is that the one you're going to read? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've got a thought off of... of uh, Something that you said earlier in the show, but go ahead on. He says uh, draft watch. picks aren't worth anything until they hit and develop. So I'd like to see you back up your statement with facts and not just personal hope. He was also replying to uh, David's comment about us and the cronies and the projections of us being a nine and a half win team. So here's one that you brought up before. Okay. So so as we consider this exodus, I do of, love patronizing. So yes, of guys, and you were right about this. Um, but all right, in some cases, you know what. Players get tired of coaches. Totally get that. I've often talked about the whole shelf life thing in sports. In 2020, it's simply not realistic for a coach in any sport, probably, unless your name is Belichick, to be there for 10 years. But Trey Waynes, he gets a three-year, $42 million deal from the Bengals, which is ridiculous. All right? There is... So, let's say Trey Waynes, let's... And I'm... Guessing here, I have no idea, but let's just go down a path that said Trey Waynes was tired of Mike. He was just tired of Mike, uh, what Mike did, his coaching, whatever. All right. Maybe he wasn't, but that contract on the Bengals' part is damn near irresponsible. So that's one where that's a necessary loss completely. Completely. That's a good loss. Now, if Trey Waynes had come back and begged to come back to your team and said, I will sign whatever you want, then that's fine. I don't think he was a bad player. And I've seen a lot of people that since he signed that contract said, well, he was a first-round bust. I don't agree. Was he a great player? No. Was he Asher Allen or Marcus McCauley? Absolutely not. He was a serviceable player who, who benefited from the fact that he played during his prime opposite Xavier Rhodes, who was a great player in his prime, not last year. Um... But again, Trey Waynes is not a guy who you look at and say, well, he's gone because of Mike. No, he's gone because the Bengals paid him irresponsibly, and he's not worth that, and he is not a lockdown guy. Trey Waynes fit into what the Vikings did for a few years, I thought, pretty well. And that's great. But if the conversation turns to, well, that's Mike's fault. No, it's not. No, the front office, I'm sure, looked at that contract that... The Bengals gave Trey Waynes and said, best of luck. I think even he has, even if they want to cut him in 2022, there's like $8 million of dead money. I mean, they're locked into that deal. Yeah, it's a terrible contract. Yeah, it's a horrible contract. So, necessary losses from the guys who have left the Vikings in the past week. Griffin will leave. 
Necessary loss. I know you liked him, but he's 32, 10 years in. See ya. Linval Joseph. Nice player, but clearly declining. 31. Replaced by a 27-year-old player in Michael Pierce, who's not as good as Joseph was in Joseph's uh, prime. But he's probably an upgrade on Joseph right now. And he's got more room to grow. Uh, the next guy on my list, J. Ron Curse. One year, $2.75 million from the Lions. He's 26. In J. Ron Curse's defense, I'm not sure that the Vikings ever found a consistent role that was fair to him. But the flip side is the complaining on Twitter, the off-the-field stuff, necessary divorce. That's not a bad loss. I'm going to complete this list tomorrow. But again, this is sort of a defense of the fact that we're all surprised, or lots of people are, and panicking about the guys who have left the Vikings. The Cousins move doesn't make sense. A lot of moves did. Vent line is done. Back uh, tomorrow. Thanks for all the phone calls. Score North Live. Rami, Mackie, and Declan up next. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Okay. If you're set to spend more time at home than in your car over these next several days, you can still listen to Score North in three different ways. The free Score North app on your phone and tablet, scorenorth.com, or by saying, Alexa, open Score North. Hey, it's easy to listen to Score North on 1500 on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Judd. Awesome. Alexa, fire a coach. No, 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 no. It's Alexa, trade everybody. Judd, no, it's Alexa, open Score North. Alexa, more hockey. I want more hockey. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can listen to Score North on 1500. Alexa, open Score North. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. This is fantastic. Okay.